You are listening. You are listening. You are listening to the Fly Fishing ninety seven podcast. Yeah, Mark. We we were invited. Um, we worked at a trucking company, and a couple of the guys we worked with were serious, avid fly fishermen, and invited us on a week long trip out to Wyoming and um, camping, you know, and waiting in the river by day, camping by night. And while um, both Bob and myself being junior guys at the company really wanted to go along on the trip, but we're not experienced enough to, um, you know, have the gear readily um, available and started, you know, started uh, mutually each, you know, kind of talking to our, our wives and trying to finagle whether we can get away for a week and after selling them on it started looking at the cost of the gear and realized to do this. And, you know, to the point earlier for something that we don't get to do as much as we'd like, we were going to spend thousands of dollars to, you know, use it uh, maybe once a year. And, you know, for 350 days out of the year, it would sit in our basement. And, and you know, coming from, um, we, we came from a truck rental background and, so our, our minds kind of went towards this rental model and we were like, you know what, like, why isn't there the opportunity, you know, if, if I were invited on a big game hunt or to go fly fishing in Wyoming or, or camping in Yosemite or, or you name it, you know, why, why isn't there an offering out there to do this uh, at a fraction of the retail price and kind of um, alleviate the concern of what do I need as well as do I really need to spend 3500 bucks for a week of fun, you know, on my gear. Welcome to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast, featuring interviews with passionate people within the fly fishing industry. We focus on guides, conservation, resort managers, gear, and talented fly tires bringing usable information to fly fishers. The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by the fly crate well this time around we're going to chat with the folks at big sky rentals they're up to some pretty cool things jay benjamin and bob didzinski they have big sky rentals they specialize in renting high quality fly fishing hunting camping gear check them out we'll we'll chat with those folks out of kansas city missouri in just a moment pretty avid guys about the outdoors in general want to let you know the podcast is brought to you by the folks at the fly crate since 2015 the fly crate has taught thousands of anglers world-class fly fishing techniques they provide unique fly fishing flies gear and tackle the fly crate is an american-owned company and they're committed to helping usa veterans by dedicating two percent of sales to project healing waters fill your fly boxes today at www.theflycrate.com Dot com. Top 10 cities on the podcast this time around. I want to thank you guys for listening in Manchester, New Hampshire, Creston, BC, Heartland, Wisconsin, Springfield, Oregon, Edmonton, Alberta, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Oswego, New York, Charlotte, North Carolina, Huntington, West Virginia, and Jackson, Mississippi. Welcome to this edition of the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Thanks so much for dialing us in this time around. We want to welcome a couple of guys out of Kansas City, Missouri to the podcast, Avid Fly Fishers. We've got Bob Dudzinski 
and Jay Benjamin out of KC from Big Sky Rentals. They rent fishing, camping, hunting. If you're getting into the great outdoors, you need to know these guys. Guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Thank you for having us. We're excited to be here. Well, you, your guys' name keeps coming up. And I know we have mutual friend in, in Greg McCrimmon and want to thank Greg for reaching out, but uh, hooking us up. Guys, I'm going to start with you, Bob, if you don't mind. I want to talk, we'll talk all about your business. I always like to get business out there, but first I want to know a little about you. Bob, how did you get into fly fishing? Yeah, so being from, from Nebraska, uh, we have... A few streams. Um, also, also we have some pretty good hunting. Um, and my family has has traditionally just been, you know, going outdoors since since I can remember. Uh, so, you know, my first experience, obviously, with my dad, um, kind of teaching me the ropes and and how how to cast appropriately and how to, you know, make sure that um, you know you're working working things appropriately. And, you know, I can say since, since I was eight years old, uh, I was walking in a field with a shotgun. Um, so it's, it's definitely been, been part of my life off and on. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, as, as you get older and you get busy and I've got, I've got three kids now and a wife, there's less time. And, um, you know, part, part of the reason why Big Sky was created was, you know, for the for the folks that don't always have enough time to to go and be an avid outdoorsman, you may not necessarily want to buy that equipment all the time. Hmm. Yeah, that's I I love what you guys are up to. We'll get into that. Jay, what about yourself? Tell us about your fly fishing history. How did you come to discover fly fishing? Yeah, I would say in the uh, world of fly fishing, I would very much be a novice. Um, I, I've done it several times, uh, probably somewhere between one and two handfuls of times. And really maybe it was spoiled. The first time I ever did it, um, was in either late middle school or high school. My, we went on a family trip with my broader family up to Alaska and my dad and I went on a, on an excursion to go fly fishing with a guide. And, uh, we were out there probably for four hours and it was a little bit like dropping dynamite in a barrel. And, um, <laughs> you know, in, in four, four hours, I probably caught 15 fish and wore out my arm. And my dad, um, actually didn't catch any that day, which was pretty funny. But, um, ever since I've been, um, enthused by it, haven't had the opportunity to do it as much as I'd like, but, um, no doubt love to do it when I have the opportunity to do so. And, um, you know, kind of not to get too far into business talk yet, but, um, that, that's really where the idea came from was I was getting back into it a little bit and trying to figure out what gear I needed and and all that stuff. So, um, you know, would like to do it more, just haven't had the opportunity Something that that I'd like to know about when you guys started this business is, did you see, is there a gap in the market? Because let's face it, whether you're fly fishing, you're camping, you're hunting, to get a lot of this gear does require, you know, 
some dollars. So tell us a story about how your company came to be and, and, and maybe that, uh, the niche that you saw in the market. Yeah, Mark, we, we were invited. Um, we worked at a trucking company and a couple of the guys we worked with were serious, avid fly fishermen and invited us on a week long trip out to Wyoming and, um, camping, you know, and waiting in the river by day, camping by night. And while um, both Bob and myself being junior guys at the company really wanted to go along on the trip, but we're not experienced enough to, um, you know, have the gear readily um, available and started, you know, started uh, mutually each, you know, kind of talking to each our wives and trying to finagle whether we can get away for a week. And after selling them on it, started looking at the cost of the gear and realized to do this. And, you know, to the point earlier for something that we don't get to do as much as we'd like, we were going to spend thousands of dollars to, you know, use it um, maybe once a year. And, you know, for 350 days out of the year, it would sit in our basement and, (laughs) and, you know, coming from, um, we, we came from a truck rental background and so our, our minds kind of went towards this rental model and we were like, you know what, like, why isn't there the opportunity, you know, if, if I were invited on a big game hunt or to go fly fishing in Wyoming or, or camping in Yosemite or, or you name it, you know, why, why isn't there an offering out there to do this? Uh, at a fraction of the retail price and kind of um, alleviate the concern of what do I need as well as do I really need to spend 3,500 bucks for a week of fun on my gear? You know what guys, I think we've all done that. Like I think me, me personally, I think of RVs. Okay. So my wife and I bought a a trailer and we loved it. We camped and we did, but we spent $20,000 on the darn thing. And it's like, we yeah. got out maybe five, six times a year, and I was always like, "Why didn't we just rent that?" Right. So when, when yeah, you, you know, like you're talking about decent quality fly rods. If you're talking about um, a decent tent, if you're talking about, like, dial me in on what exactly you're renting out. What, like, what would be your your biggest uh, items right now? Yeah. So, so just the two the two things that you just mentioned would run somebody upwards of 1300 bucks. Yeah. You know, so I, our, our, our height items or where we feel like we're in market right now is obviously on the fly fishing side, both fresh and salt. And we think that, um, therein lies a really nice opportunity because all of that equipment is so expensive. And, not only are you buying that one, you know, that one rod and reel combo um, to catch that one style of fish, but especially on the saltwater side, you may want to, you know, outfit yourself with three of those combos because you don't know what type of fish you're going to want to, you're going to want to fish for that day. Amen to that. And, And honestly, we, you know, some of our best partners, part of the reason why we know Greg so well is because some of the guides have been, you know, wearing some of that risk. And yep. now, you know, now they can pass those customers along to us 
we outfit them for a, pra- a fraction of the price, you know, for them to buy or for the guide to buy, you know, and lend it out to the guy. And, um, you know, it's been, I, I think, kind of a match made in heaven from that perspective. So our hat items right now, fly fishing for sure. Um, we've talked to a couple of channel partners on the hunting side, mm-hmm. and we think that come fall, we're going to have a pretty decent partner um, helping us get up to speed on kind of the upland pheasant hunting, quail hunting side of the equation. Um, but right now, just given the season, um, fly fishing is our sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I mean, I know what a fly rod is worth. And, and when you're talking about, there's some really good value rods out there. And this comes up on the podcast a lot. There's, you know, there's the inexpensive, there's the medium, and then you get into the high end stuff, which is, is pretty crazy. But if, if you want to go and spay cast, I don't have a spay rod. So it's like, do you know what I mean? Like if I, if I want, or if I want to go and, and fish for GTs, or if I want to go and fish for smallmouth bass, the equipment I'm going to be using is pretty darn different. Yeah, yeah, that that uh, we've gotten that a lot more. Yeah. Really, so where we've had some success is uh, twofold. One is like ourselves, the folks who don't get to do it often and and don't have you know maybe aren't at the point in their lives where they want to drop thirty five hundred dollars on gear or uh, don't know what they need. You know, really on the on the novice end of the spectrum. But on the flip side of it, you know, just like you're talking about, the folks who, who do have four or five rods to go catch brown trout or rainbows, um, but are, are doing something a little bit different, you know, for a, a four-day trip or something like that, you know, they, they don't want to buy it just to have, have to use it once. So, and, and similarly on the, on the uh, hunting side, there are a lot of folks out there that are, you know, white-tailed deer hunters or pheasant hunters that, you know, take that trip of a lifetime, just like fly fishing down in Patagonia. Mm-hmm. You know, they go they go bear hunting in Alaska or big game hunting out west. And it's like, look, I'm not going to buy a $5,000 spotting scope for <laughs> yeah. one week, one fun. So, yeah, we, you know, for myself, it was pretty eye-opening to see what these things cost and you know I, I had always heard that horse racing was the sport of kings and then I got into the outdoor world and it was <laughs> yeah. like whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't you, know about that you know you know what I love about what you're doing is it brings the average person to the table because trust me I've been fly fishing a long time and and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money but if you want a vast diversity of experience, it's going to cost some money. So, you know what I mean? If you're going to go for Browns in, in Colorado or you're going to go to San Diego and fish for Makos, guess what? Mm-hmm. It's totally different. So, so tell me how your business works. Like if, I'm, if I say to you guys, hey, I'm going to San Diego to chase some shark with a fly rod, how, yeah. how does that work? Uh, well, for first, you know, we, we want to make sure that you are outfitted in the right stuff. So what we've done is we've, we've partnered with a couple of, of guides at this point and are working with our, our vendors to basically develop 
a specific package for a specific type of experience. Hmm. So if you go on bigskyrent.com, you'll see that, you know, we have both a, you know, products section of our, of our offering that goes through, you know, all the products that you may be interested in on the fishing, hunting, camping side of the equation. And you can always build an a la carte package, you know, so click, click, click. Uh, it'll all be priced out for you. And we'll talk about pricing here in a second. You know, you can check out, we'll talk about the logistics of it, of it all. But alternatively, there's a, a another side of the website, which is our specific packages. And that's where we've gone ahead and, you know, worked with the, with the vendors, worked with our guide friends to put together a specific package so that it takes all the guesswork out, out of the equation. Right. So that's the product side. On the pricing side, um, there's always going to be uh, a minimum required from, you know, from how many days you have to rent it. So we're we're placing our minimum right around the four to about well, four to six day uh, range. Right. And really, it's just simple to make sure that a guy can receive the package, whether it be at the place that he's he or she is going to go do their excursion or at their home, we want them to have the time to, you know, make sure that it's right, make sure that they're getting what they want, um, and then and then go on their excursion. And then, you know, the hope is, is that, you know, at the end of the day, there's some light cleaning, you know, we'll, we'll obviously do, do the full cleaning when it gets back, but a light cleaning, maybe dry it off a bit, put it in, in the box and, and send it back. So the hope is, you know, you know, you come online, you rent it, we ship it to you, you have a great experience, you put it back in the box with our shipping label in it, and you send it on back. Here, here's something in my mind. So I'm living in New York City. I'm living in Manhattan. I want to go, I'm going out to Denver to do some camping with a family. Do you... I mean, do you have a package for that? Is there like a, a you know, a tent and, and whatever the heck I need? Because, you know, storage is at a premium in a lot of places around the world. So walk me through that. How would that look? Yeah. So um, we do have a package for that, um, which comes with a cooler, a tent, a sleeping pad, a sleeping bag, a chair, stove. Um, and, you know, lantern, a couple of other, uh, small items. And, you know, if you, if you were to add, uh, add people to that, then you could add an a la carte sleeping pad and sleeping bag to, to, you know, get for a family where you've already got the tent. But to answer your question, logistically speaking, we ship anywhere that, um, you know, this is going to sound a little dodgy, but we will send our package to anywhere that will receive it. Right. So anywhere with a postal address that, um, you know, is comfortable receiving the package, we've sent it to hotels, we've sent it to lodges. Hmm. One, uh, one, one place we're, we're trying to figure out a solution to, but unfortunately have not been able to do so yet are to campgrounds because right. right there's no, uh, yeah. there's no postal address for it. Um, but, you know, hopefully down the line, we figure out some sort of locker um, solution to it. Not too different than, you know, Amazon lockers at Whole Foods. But 
Hmm. I think um, we, I think it's a great idea, we, guys. I, I, I'm the more I think about it, I'm like, it, it makes a lot of sense. Hey, we couldn't agree. More. That's music yeah. to our ears. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and the guy in New York, I mean, honestly, the the target market here is that guy in New York. Is that person that doesn't have the opportunity to go all the time, or is the person that does go all the time? but wants to have a variety of experiences or, or the best stuff. And, you know, that's the other piece of this, Mark. And I I don't mean, I didn't mean to interlude, but you know, one thing we, as we thought through this was it's one thing to rent stuff, you know, and, and if, you know, if you're a bowler, we've all been to a bowling alley and rented those kind of gross, dirty clown shoes that you've got to, you know, (laughs) just kind of suck it up. But it's another thing to, to rent top-of-the-line stuff and, and still feel like a boss or a badass out on the water. And, you know, that that's why um, we've tried to partner with some premium brands is, um, for, for a couple of reasons. One, we want people to rent knowing that it's a great solution to, you know, you don't need to buy the Walmart waiters. You can get great waiters at the same price as buying those, those, you know, crummy ones mm-hmm. um, and, and not have to worry about the hassle of them. But also, you know, as we planned our kind of this whole business model, one thing we learned in our past life is if you have good stuff, people tend to take care of it a little better. You know, they, they feel a little bit of a, a sense of ownership and, you know, not to the same extent as them owning it themselves, but knowing that it's a fine piece of uh, equipment versus just some raggedy, yeah. uh, you know, junk piece, I think, uh, from Bob, an owner's mentality. Bob, Bob and Jay, I want to ask you this question. So if I'm running a fly rod or some waders, throw a couple brands uh, at me that you, you carry. Sam's and G. Lemus. <laughs> are you serious oh man yeah i i thought you're yeah you put in a huge order for a bunch of asquits yeah so, and, and which is g loomis i'm sure you know this better than we do yeah. mark but g loomis's new you know newly designed rod i think it won one of the one of the awards at iftd but is yeah. that the nrx i've got i mean i've had i've had g loomis's <laughs> We we bought some NRXs too, but we we've got a, a spread from from you know their line where we've got yep. some of each, and then we also carry hatch reels. So you know, oh yeah, um, that's quality. We try we tried to make sure that we were getting getting good mm-hmm. stuff. I think that's a great it's a great idea because I, I I really like it. I want to get to know you guys a little bit more. I'm going to throw a few rapid fire questions at you. You ready? As ready as we'll ever be, I guess. Well, I'll have known that you're in KC. I'm I, okay. Chiefs, Royals, uh, Blues. You better believe it. we're part of Red Kingdom. Oh, uh, you guys have been you've been riding high lately. Yeah, I, I I just had a a daughter a couple months ago, and my buddies were joking with me whether she was going to be Patricia Mahomes Benjamin, <laughs> named after. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're loving it. The Royals, when they're we're hoping they're coming back. Yeah. And when they were hot, we were you know it's easy to be a, 
I'll say a weather fan in Kansas City these days. That's no, you know what? Congrats on that. It was an awesome year. And congrats on your daughter, man. That's pretty cool stuff. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, one go-to fly pattern you guys can't live without. So if you're fishing in and around Kansas City, Missouri, is there a pattern for smallies or trout that you just need to have? Yeah. Rainbow Warrior. Rainbow Warrior it is. Love me some Rainbow Warrior. You know what? That's a hell of a pattern, and I'll tell you what, I've caught a lot of fish on that too. Cool. Um, favorite music on the way to the water. So when you guys are heading out, in the Missouri area, you're gonna hit some water. What kind of tunes you listening to on the way? I'm I'm a big country guy. I'm I'm oh, a Nebraska man. boy at heart. I uh, grew up on it. Man, Mr. Omaha over <laughs> yeah, here. I'm exactly. Surprised he doesn't have a you know horse and buggy. No, for for me, I think it's a little bit of classic rock. I'd probably go with Led Zeppelin or Leonard Skinner and something to get you pretty pretty stoked to be, have a day out on the water by myself with without a you know a computer in front of me. I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't know what. You know, so, do I, I know you? Do you know the next question is is how well do you know your business partner? <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I guess not well enough. I feel like I'm pulling all of this into question all so Maybe we we've been we've been friends for a long time now. We've uh, or I mean I guess in the grand scheme things not so long, but but we've known each other five years and we've been friends. We we started at uh, our last company together and yeah. hit it off and kind of commiserated and, yeah. and as such we we started this and are loving it. Yeah, that's cool. Do you guys have a favorite? No, that's not weird. Do you guys have a favorite place to go talk fly fishing, like a coffee shop, a watering hole, uh, a fly shop? Is there somewhere you like to talk fishing? So I think yeah, Kansas City is known for its barbecue. We we spend you know all too many days you know at lunch talking shop. Uh, Oklahoma Joe's being one of them for sure. Um, Jay, what, what else do you think? Oh yeah, for I would say most of my favorite conversations are had around here over barbecue, and I would say for sure, um, Oklahoma Joe's is is at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. And, and Mark, y'all, you I don't know if you've been to KC, but if if you haven't, you need to come out and, and try some of our our queue. But it, no, it's I, uh, I you know what I culture. I got to get out there. I had a buddy of mine that was playing. Uh, his daughter was uh, uh, out at, in KC playing uh, field hockey, of all things. But, uh, no, I never got down there. It's on my bucket list for sure. Uh, I like to watch the Chiefs game. I mean, you guys, I'm going to kill you here. I'm a huge Broncos fan, but I, I think we have, oh. we, <laughs> we have a lot in common because – you know, the, both stadiums move, right? Both, <laughs> both those, yeah. those are floating floors, and they're loud stadiums. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be hard to get out of the AFC for a while. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You guys have had a nice, nice history, though. I'll give yeah. you that. Well, it's all good, man. It, it it comes full circle, and uh, it's just nice to see other teams doing well. What's the biggest lesson you guys have learned through fly fishing? So your time spent on the water, is there any, is there any takeaways? 
Yeah, I would say, you know, persistence and, you know, in some ways you got to be detail oriented. And for me, it's probably patience. You know, I think that goes with persistence, but knowing that the first time you cast is not going to be the first time you catch probably. <laughs> um, and, and, and fishing and in life. Yeah. Yeah. Fair by, enough. By, by yeah. Yeah. I learned that in college all too well. <laughs> I tried to cast many a line at a party and <laughs> it took a while to finally catch. You're telling me you got skunked once in a while? Uh, no, no comment. No comment. <laughs> but you, you got to have a hook on the end of that line. You know that. Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> when you guys aren't fly fishing or spending time in the great outdoors, you're doing what? I mean, for me, it's you know hanging out with my kids and wife. That's for sure. I've got three of them, not three wives, three kids, <laughs> <laughs> and one wife. That and, sounds busy. And for me, uh, it's not too different hanging out with my you know, new daughter, my wife, my dog. And, and, uh, I, I will say I, I have the travel bug. So when I get the opportunity to get away, it's, it's always really nice. And I probably spend way too much of my time thinking about what the next getaway will be. <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that name. And this is totally off the wall, but name a couple of your favorite movies. If you guys are sitting down to just chill out for a bit, what are you watching? Oh, man. Remember the Titans, for me, is an all-time favorite. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also great. I love Shawshank Redemption. I think I've seen that probably a hundred times. Yep. What about books? Great. You guys read any books lately that uh, were memorable? Five People You Meet in Heaven. Oh, that's a great that's a good book. one. Mm-hmm. I just read, um, this is probably years past due, but I read The Kite Runner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which was excellent. Cool. Best job you've ever had? Job? Yeah. Probably the, probably the one right now. Well, yeah. I would say for, for sure what we're doing yeah. at this very moment is is uh, the most exciting. Yeah, I uh, love it. Most well, you're following your passion. A couple of guys that are obviously connected. What were you guys doing before, out of curiosity, or can you say? Yeah, we worked at a trucking company here in Kansas City, and mm-hmm. and Bob was the uh, mergers and acquisitions guy. He he knows how to wheel and deal as, <laughs> as good as anyone. And I I uh, I came from a finance role and kind of moved into the operation side, managing the rental business. So that's where our two brains collided. I knew rental and, and Bob knew numbers. And so we, we thought, well, why not translate that in that we like, like fly fishing and hunting. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, when you have two people that are connected, like sounds like you guys are and kind of common interests, I find that really motivating. To me, that's a good, a great way to start a business. I, I love what you're doing. I think, I think you're onto something here. And I, well, it, it, we all know how expensive it is to get into some of these outdoor activities. I mean, I look at 
mountain biking. I look at climbing. I look at camping. I look at, and, and let me put it to you guys this way. The fly fishing community now is very different than it used to be. For me, it's like an outdoors community. It's part of the whole. So if you can access products, like I'm not a mountain biker, but if I chose to go mountain biking or if I chose to go camping, my tent is probably 50 years old and it, it it's not living up to, you know, a, a night in the Rockies. So if I'm calling you guys, how do I get a hold of you? Well, the best way to get a hold of us is um, well, a variety of ways. We've got a, an email address on our website. Um, you can reach us at info at bigskyrent.com or j at bigskyrent.com or bob at bigskyrent.com. Uh, we also respond quickly to our social media, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. And, um, you know, once once you email us, we'll, we'll get on the horn and, and talk to whomever about helping any which way we can. Hmm. Well, you mentioned earlier that you're talking G Loomis rods, hatch reels. I mean, you've got some, some, some quality, quality gear. What type of tents do you guys carry out of curiosity? We just partnered with a company by the name of Big Agnes, which is uh, a great tent brand, probably not as well known as the North Faces and Marmots of the world, um, but they are... Uh, for those in the biz, and, and Greg would attest to this, it's, it's uh, second to none. Something I, I like to touch on is influences. I know both you guys, uh, Bob in particular, does a lot of fly fishing, but between yourself, Jay, and Bob, like who who's influenced you in your fly fishing? Who did you guys learn from? I mean, definitely my dad and my grandpa. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're, we're, I'm, I come from a big family and family full of guys. So, you know, we, it, it's definitely been something that, that's been more family oriented. Right. Cool. Any crazy fish stories you, you guys could dial us in on? Is there anything weird or wonderful that's happened to you in your time on the water? The weirdest thing, this wasn't fly fishing, but I was dock fishing um, in Monroe, Louisiana, uh, which for those people who don't know it is uh, in northeast Louisiana, kind of a old school southern town and was dock fishing with a friend and ended up catching a snapping turtle. <laughs> and um, true story, my buddy tried to take the hook out of the snapping turtle's mouth, not knowing, you know, I mean, we were probably 14 or 15, lost, lost the tip of his finger. Really? Yeah. Oh. And, and so luckily he lost it, not me. <laughs> but <laughs> said, le- said the true learned, friend. <laughs> yeah. I learned my lesson not to put my finger in things you shouldn't at that point in my life. Very early age of 14. <laughs> wow crazy if you guys could change anything about the world of fly fishing is there anything you'd like to see us do differently or better i i think just simply accessibility and i think we're trying to help solve that yeah i would agree i think a lot of people don't know how great it is because they either don't 
think they live in a part of the world where they can do it, which largely is untrue. You can you can do it in a lot of places or or don't know what they need. And, um, you know, even in just doing our research before starting this, that that seemed to be the case. And I think, you know, getting the word out that it's easier to access and, you know, the, the gears available, yeah. I think would help by leaps and bounds. Yeah, well put. I'm going to ask you guys to harness your inner artist. I always like to ask if you could create your perfect day your way on the water. Uh, Bob, I'd like to start with you. Paint us a picture. What does that look like? When does it start in the morning? What are you chasing? What kind of flies are you throwing? Bright and early in the morning, starting it off with, with a little bit of coffee, maybe maybe having a, a good conversation before jumping in, you know, get geared up. Uh, you know, we've got some pretty nice stuff. Um for our freshwater package, I think I think I'd probably steer towards it. Um, you know, I I think my, a good day would be a a nice cool day on the water, and you know, fish are biting, and you know, maybe you, you come back early because you've had your fill, and maybe catch a couple of cold ones um, before <laughs> starting a fire. What kind of fish are you chasing? I mean, got to be rainbows, right? Yeah. How is the rainbow fishing in and around KC? I've heard mixed reports. You know, I had somebody on the podcast, and they told me that basically there's a lot of underestimated fly fishing in and around Kansas City, but it's not for the species that you would expect. It's like for carp, and it's like for smallies. Yeah, it's funny you say that. So uh, as as I started getting into this and, and researching it. I went to the local fly shop to see, you know, where, where I could practice or where I could, um, you know, go out on the water that would be accessible. And what I learned was that I think it's four hours North in Iowa. Um, and the name of the area escapes me, but there's a part of Iowa that I guess is not is much more hillier and there's a lot more terrain to it than people would think because the glacier that created the Great Plains did, did not pass through it. And as such, there's world-class, I think it's rainbow fly fishing. And honestly, I've got, uh, I've got to get out there sometime this summer and, and check it out. But I do know that in Arkansas, just like you said, Mark, there's, there's good carp and there's good, um, you know, other varieties and species, but I think the only place that's really accessible for a day trip is, is up in Iowa. And from what I understand, it's pretty awesome fly fishing, although it's not well known. Do you guys get down to the white river at all? No, I've, I've never been. Is there anything, is there anything you guys want to talk about that I haven't asked you or you want to cover? Well, why don't Mark? We... Mark, yeah. What do you what do you like to do? Yeah, long. I was sorry. Or what's your picture perfect day on the water? My... What would your day look like? No, you know what? Nobody's ever asked me that. Uh, my picture perfect day on the water would be probably sleep in a little bit. Uh, probably get up around nine uh, because we had some nice wine the night before, uh, or or beer. 
uh, I would I would be hitting a still water somewhere in uh, probably the interior of British Columbia. There would be no wind. There'd be a chronomid hatch coming up. We'd be out there, and there'd be six to eight pound rainbows rising, and I'd be throwing an indicator. It would be a ten foot rod, five weights. Um, we would be anchored, double anchored, so the boat's not moving with a good friend, lots of good conversation. It's not about the fish for me. It's about the time on the water and just uh, enjoying each other's company. And at the end of the day, uh, we'd rehash it, say, you know, figure out what, maybe tie a few flies, have a couple more beers or glass of wine back at the cabin, nice, uh, nice campfire, a nice meal, because I love to cook. Um, yeah, man, um, and then probably stay up, stay up late, swapping, swapping fishing lies. Let me know when I can fly up. I'd love to, <laughs> I'd love to party. Uh, Tuesday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, um, just before we wrap it up, guys, um, I want to thank you for coming on the program. I, I really think you guys are, and just so you know, I love to have people on the program that are just kind of just it's like a tipping point with some of these businesses and I can see it coming. It's like, why would you go and spend $3,000 on this when you can rent it? You know, and not, not because let's face it. A lot of people find out if you like it first and if you like it, then you can go buy it. And if, if you're doing something a little differently, it just gives you a wider horizon as far as like and 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 that's something that i find in my fly fishing so i'm not geared up to go and chase salmon with a fly rod i'm mostly geared for trout so what if i'm going for smallies what if i'm going down to somewhere real warm and facing some really big tuna or or whatever i mean the species i mean not everybody has the luxury of having uh 10 different weighted fly rods at different lengths and different reels so I think I think what you guys are doing, and with the camping end of it too, I I see that on a metropolitan point of view really working because, you know, there's a lot of people living in the city that want to get out, but they're not going to go and drop four grand to do a trip. Right, or don't have the space to to store it, or <laughs> don't know what they need. Yeah. So how do we find you on Instagram, Facebook? Th- throw your media out there. Yeah, so you can find us, our, our handles, at Big Sky Rentals. And our website is BigSkyRent.com. If you go ahead and, and hit up the website and sign up, you'll get a, a newsletter from us and uh, stay up to date on all things Big Sky. And if you follow us on Instagram, same goes. You hit a chord with me, and I, I love what you're doing. I wish you luck, and, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, we Mark. appreciate it. We've been chatting tonight with Bob Dudzinski and Jay Benjamin of Big Sky Rentals. Check them out online. They specialize in fishing, camping, hunting gear. Why buy it when you can rent it? The Fly Fishing 97 podcast is brought to you by theflycrate.com. Thank you for listening to the Fly Fishing 97 podcast. Your feedback matters. Let us know if there's a person or topic you'd like discussed. Email us at mark at flyfishing97.com. Until next time, tight lines and we'll see you on the water.